0: Newbie. yo what's up guys and welcome to the movie newbie podcast with me jabril the movie newbie and the two aficionados ollie and raf so enjoy the show yo what's up guys and we are back again for the movie newbie i'm your host jabril and back again with me as per usual are the two hosts ollie and raf how about you guys say hello 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 and- this time for the last movie in our female gaze theme, I think it's my choice for the guests. And we have my guest here with me today. We have my very good friend Yara Hosseini. So how about you say hello?
1: Hello.
0: Yeah. So, um, I guess this is the wrap up episode for the theme. So we'll get my little, uh, what I've learned from the theme at the end as well. But, uh, For this one, I guess I'll introduce it a little bit. We are exploring the movie Orlando by Sally Porter, uh, who directed the film. So I guess I'll pass it on to Yara and she'll explain a little bit more about the movie, give us a little bit of a bio.
2: Okay, so Orlando is the story of a journey through time of someone who lives for 400 years, first as a man, then as a woman. As a young nobleman, Orlando's granted favours and um, property by Queen Elizabeth I, um, who gives her all of these things, gives him at the time all of these things, uh, based on one condition, which is to never grow old. Um, and that's exactly what he does. So he stays young and goes through all of these different experiences as a man first, and then as a woman. Um, and yeah, we just get to go on that journey of transformation with him and her.
0: Awesome. Beautiful. Beautiful. So how about I pass it on to you guys and let's get your initial thoughts. So maybe Ali, let's, let's start off with you and then Raf.
3: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so this was the first time uh, I watched the movie and I had been, it had been in my radar for a while, but for some reason I never got around to seeing it. So when I heard that Yara would had nominated this film for this episode, I was really excited to, to watch it finally. And then to talk about it afterwards after having seen it, I've got to say I was, um, you know, as I expected, I was pretty bowled over by the experience of watching it. I think it's a film that sort of builds in my estimation, the more and more I think about it and the more time I, uh, I have away from it. It's a film that is, um, unlike I saw just a little backstory. I read the book this week as well, which I also really enjoyed the book by, um, Damn. virginia wolf is it is it a big huh? book it's actually not that long no is i was expecting expecting it okay. to be like this massive tome but i think it's less than 200 pages and um wow. so the the book like the film to my surprise was not it didn't feel heavy it didn't feel self-serious it was remarkably funny despite the subject matter despite having all of these lofty themes and it was just really fleet it was really enjoyable like this film kind of like the book it runs under you know around 90 minutes and it covers an incredible amount of time and space and emotion and it's it's and you know what what struck me most about the film was that for a film that supposedly delves is like a seminal text for like gender theory or for ideas of sex and feminism and queer identity it it doesn't feel like it's working that hard at any moment it sort of just it, it it feels quite light, and yet the more and more you think about it, the more it kind of reveals itself and the more there is under the surface. And so I'm really excited for us to be able to get into that later. But it was a film that I just really in, had a really pleasant time watching. And then after I came away from it, I felt I found it kind of um just giving me more and more. And to the point that I like was I came to this, you know, episode, to this recording with like pages and pages of notes that I wanted to get into. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed it overall and I, uh, I'm really glad we're getting the chance to speak about it. Um, but Raf, over to you. Yeah, I mean, for me it was the same thing. It was the first time
1: I've... Uh... I have watched this film. It was on it was on my list for for a very long time. So thank you Yara for for presenting this to us. It I mean, it blew my mind. It awed me I was gobsmacked by the end of it. Um, And the fact that it ran for 90 minutes and managed to fill all of that, all of that time with so so much vividness so much written, richness in its in its story i mean it's astoundingly beautiful you know from every detailed embroidery to the meticulously lavish set decoration to the amazing performances uh particularly by tilda swinton I mean, yeah, it just it it awed my visual sensation. My eyes were just feasting on what was going on on screen. And the fact that it wasn't laborious, it wasn't um, I was not fatigued by the end of it because it wasn't like a scope of two hours and a half. It was one hour and a half. And it packed so much already. You know, the concepts of femininity, masculinity, and deconstructing that and packaging it in a really sweet, beautiful, funny, charming film. I mean, yeah, So thank you so much for, for, for being here and for picking this film. What an absolute treat. I
2: think one thing to say about the film is that on the surface, it does, <clears throat> sorry, appear to be a story about transgender experience, but I think it's more about the human <clears throat> experience from both mm. genders and just... Like, despite race, despite all of these things. And then <clears throat> it also touches on class, um, and the class struggles there. Yeah. So, like, there's a few themes in there that I think, um, yeah, make it just such a strong uh, film. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so mm. just like you, it was the first time I've ever seen this movie. Uh, my experience with Tilda Swinton was, like, she was already a God-level actor, <laughs> you know? Like, this is her, like, quite early. So it's nice to see her in that role and just for me pacing is one of the things that really affects me with mm-hmm. movies and the length of a movie and I thought that with 90 minutes it got through so many things and in such a perfect way the way that it was like perfectly put together like kind of like a puzzle you know like just it just fits perfectly the entire movie and the characters the performances um one of the things was the framing of the film was really interesting to me. It just brought brought the image of like theater rather than a movie. Just the way that things looked, like what came to mind is, um, I think was when they were in the Ottoman Empire somewhere. I think it was somewhere like
2: Constantinople. Const- Constant-
0: were they in Constantinople? Mm. Okay, they're in Constantinople. Constantinople. And there was this time when they were like, oh no, sorry, it was the ice skating mm. scene. Sorry, not that. The but they thames. were like in yeah, the tents. On the Thames. On the Thames, but
1: they were the tents. <laughs>
2: yeah. On the Thames,
1: in the tents. Yeah, watch, watch how you say it. Watch how you say it. We might lose a lot of fans on, here if you mispronounce.
0: On the for now. Thames, thames. In tents. <laughs> That's how I'm gonna say it. Um, when they entered into the scene, like crisscrossing on the ice gates, like serving them food, I thought that was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It was really great. So. Um, there's so many things to talk about. So I don't Mm. know where we should go from here. Like, what do you guys think? Where, where, where shall we start? Where shall we finish? What are the points? Because we can like, like a lot of movies we talk about. There's so many things to talk about. And I feel like we really have to figure out what we're doing here. We have, to, yeah. we have to narrow it yeah. down.
1: Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing the Trump Ew. hands here. We have to <laughs> narrow it down. Um, no, yeah, well, what we can do is, you know, the simple start is, Yara, why did you, you know, choose this film? What was the inspiration? Um,
2: so actually, when I watched it, obviously I was taken, uh, I was taken by its um, uh, cinematography, by the story, by Tilda Swinton and her performance and how well she fit into that role. Like, she's just so good at it. Um, And then I just thought of how they bring about all these um, discussions about gender roles and gender roles gender norms in different societies. Um, And then I uh, looked into it a little bit and realized that the history and the backstory of the film is also fascinating. Like, just reading about Sally Porter a little bit, uh, reading about Virginia Woolf and her other uh, stuff, like, I'm inspired by her. But then I didn't actually know that she wrote this novel. It's not one of the things that they mention uh, about her. Like, you will probably have heard of Room of One's Own Um, as like the uh, things that you will read. Um, But I think the subtlety in the film uh, in like bringing about these issues is amazing because it talks about the two main things that I care about as a person as well, like just um, gender equality, uh, class struggles, all of these things, which I think have remained in our society today. So it's it's still relatable, although it tells you a story that goes back centuries.
3: Mm, Great answer. Yeah. So uh, actually, maybe that's lovely put. Yeah, maybe I, I kind of want to like um, address something you said there. You mentioned that this is a film as much about class struggle as it is about gender identity, which is often what this film is sort of um, attached to. Uh, can you like elaborate on that a little bit?
2: Yeah, like you can see how Orlando has no problem in the beginning um, with all of his servants, you know, and he has no problem earning, you know, this estate that was given to him based on nothing mm. maybe, other than just being a privileged person in that society. Um, You see him being carried through on the ice where, like, you have... um He also watches uh the passers-by who are struggling and they're, you know, they're falling on the ice and everything. and He has no problem with that. He's sitting there with his lover, Sasha, and that's all he cares about at that moment. Like, he does... He's not... Um, you know torn by what he sees or anything this comes as normal um, right but I think that the fact that they're showing us all of that in the film is meant to provoke you as a, a viewer of this film um, just to like see all of these things unfold he also feels the right to be an ambassador to go abroad just because he's heartbroken yeah. You yeah know? mm-hmm. um, that's also kind of like a ridiculous yeah. notion of just like Um, I think I can go, I can just ask for it. Um, I don't know what I have to offer for this country. And then when he shows up, he doesn't really know what to say to the leader, right? He's just like, I'm here. Um, Embrace me, I guess. (laughs) Um, And then there is that friendship that, you know, unfolds between them, which is like really great, because it shows you how um, he explores a different facet of his own like masculinity where he forms a really strong uh, brotherhood with this guy. Uh, he stands with him in war, although he doesn't believe in war, um, and just finds, you know, uh, death, uh, uh, something that's too strong for him to handle.
3: Mm, Yeah. That's so that's a question I have, like just, um, I guess it's a good sort of starting point maybe for a conversation or a debate. So the, the, you know, the, the critical point in the story, both in the book and in the film and sort of the the premise as it were of this story is that you have a character that at some point just almost magically or without explanation change seemingly without explanation changes from or completes a transformation from a man to a woman and it happens at like an interesting point in the story at least in this film but it doesn't really shed too much light on why it happens then. Right. So it happens after she goes to battle, he goes to battle, sorry, with the, um, the leader from Constantinople. And, uh, he's, I believe he's like injured in the battle or he, he passes out or something during the fracas and then wakes up seven days later. And when examining himself in the mirror, discovers that he is now ass- essentially turned into a woman and so I wondered, you know, like I've I've seen some answers online, but I wanted to get a sense of why you guys, if you guys had any opinions on why um, that was the moment it happened. Raf, I, I see you are raising your hand.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm raising my hand now. Yeah. I feel like it's more polite to do that, and I feel like, you know, it's probably it's probably easier easier for us to like navigate through these conversations if we have our uh, hands raised. Anyways, I my my when you said that, my first notion was. Well, men breed violence, men breed war um and the fact that it happened right after him witnessing death and him witnessing war uh and fight and violence uh was maybe a push towards yeah, let me try to change my ways you know it was a whole sex change, and I think one of the one of my favorite lines comes from from that moment um and it's a great summation of of really what this film is trying to present with the female and male construct. And I think, um, uh, Tilda says same person, no difference at all, just a different sex. Um, and that like completely kind of summarizes what, what, what this film is trying to illustrate. And it comes at this point for me, because yeah, war, war is a man's game. War is a man's, is a man's cause. Um, I don't think you'd have that, you know, if women were ruling before if we, women were, you know, our leaders.
2: Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but um, when you look at, uh, there's this one scene where uh, Tilda is, well, Orlando is a woman again, and um, she's speaking to her lover, the American lover who just shows up on a horse. Mm-hmm. And, then have,
3: <laughs> and then they
2: have this conversation uh, that's really like, it kind of talks about what you just summarized. So he goes like, um, you know, if I, if I were a woman, I wouldn't want to waste my life sacrificing it on childcare. And she goes, well, I wouldn't want to waste my life as a man going to battles and fighting for other people's mm. causes, you know? So I think that really encapsulates what we're talking about.
0: Definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the entire movie, like in terms of plot structure, the way the characters are written, um, I get, I, I don't know, cause I, I didn't read the book, so I can only talk about the movie. Um, but like it shows, I guess, kind of like the yin and yang of like male and female, um, experiences, you know, like the, the movie is split, I guess, kind of in half between the male experience and the female experience. Um, a lot of the interactions between the characters are between female and male characters for the most part. And I, I don't, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but like, um,
1: or or female on or female yeah. on female characters, but with a yeah. male actor attached to. That's a really or, good point. You don't see any
3: sort of converse. Well, you certainly don't see any conversation or happening between a woman and a woman, at least in the traditional sense. In this,
1: yeah, because yeah, Queen Elizabeth,
3: Queen Elizabeth the First, is played by uh, was yeah yeah uh, someone. Yeah, with,
0: with... and what is interesting is like it even plays with like the context of history. Like everything this movie does is just so smart because like even when – I think they they go and see uh, like a Shakespeare play or just a play. I think it was Romeo and Juliet or was it Othello? I think it was Othello. I thought it was Othello, Othello,
3: right? I thought it was Othello. It
1: it had um, Desdemona. Yeah,
0: he was a a Moorish. He was Moor. Yeah, he was a Moor. So uh, the female character in the play was played by a male and like in the context of history – That's like female characters were always played by male actors who were younger and things like that. So like, just like the, the way they, they spun the historical context around the experiences of both genders and then going through that in history, like the duality, I Mm -hmm. guess. And then mixing that with this being, um, with the, with the main character being played by like a female actor. Um, that's right yeah. brings a bunch of other different questions so like when i was when i researched this movie it said that this was less of a feminist movie and more of an lgbtq movie like that's like this is one of their movies so um it's yeah, yeah it's a queer so, film a, yeah um i don't, I don't it's, I, it's hard hard to, hard to, to I speak i you can't on have
2: it. one without the other i don't think you yeah. can talk about like gender studies without talking Mm. about you know um, like transgender studies without talking about the female experience Mm -hmm. and the male experience you know Um, because
0: talk about everything Yeah, exactly
2: because like when he transforms he's not like transforming because he has a gender crisis per se um i think he just you know finds it difficult to Mm. Uh, you know, adapt to being someone who's involved in war. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I mean, the question is, right, why did they decide to go with Tilda for the entire movie and not have a male actor play the male part? And then once the transformation happens, it's a female actor, you know?
2: Well, it's, again, I can quote um, Orlando's words, same person, no difference at all, just a different sex. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I think from that lens, you can look at it more from... Um, you'll you'll be less biased I think that's the problem with like um, understanding the female experience normally is that you only see it through females and then you only see the male experience through males Mm -hmm. Um, and then when you combine that in one person you start to see how their experience is altered so for example um, he'll say when he breaks up with you know, when Sasha breaks up with him, he goes the treachery of women and he's so pissed off mm-hmm. and he just yeah. and then it yeah. goes full circle. And he yeah. also tells her, like, um, you know, you're mine because I adore you. She goes, Like, why? Like, I don't really get this, you know? Yeah. And he's just like, I adore you. Um, but you know, yeah. it's just, and, and then, then it goes it full circle. And then it goes yeah. full circle when the Duke proposes to her um as uh, you know, female Orlando. And she's just like, "Why should I marry you?" And he goes like, "Because I adore you, and without mm-hmm. me, you're a spinster who's going to die alone." Yeah, um, and, he, and
0: and he was, and then to add to that, he was like, and he's like, and like, I probably like look, a, like I turned my head to the fact that you were a man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I thought that line was like pretty. um Yeah, great casting for like, the I'd archduke as well. Your your fluid sexuality. Uh, fluid sexuality. That's yeah, what and it was. I'm
2: like. Oh, that's really yeah. like progressive.
0: <clears throat> or... Yeah. Plus, this is 1992. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about that. <laughs> the fact that this movie came out in 1992 is huge. Yeah. Huge. Because of all yeah. the movies that yeah, we've yeah. talked I, about, and... like being before their time or after their time. Maybe we can talk about this during what aged mm. well and what didn't age well. But I think for 1992, yeah. it's so kudos. Lovely. Yeah.
1: Yeah and I think I and I think you know the 90s were definitely a decade of of radical change of of sexual change of you know more looking in, inwards and to ourselves and what we are and how we are and, and our roles in society so it kind of falls perfectly for the 90s this film uh in that sense although you know, we're our nineties kids, but we didn't really, you know, have, have those lives in the nineties. Like I was still (laughs) sucking my thumb and I was like, what social, like gender is a social construct? No, I I didn't know that yet. Um, I still believed I had a penis and I was a cis, you know, male, um, which I, I am, I think heterosexually, I, I definitely fall into that category, but 1992. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think it's still a movie that's kind of ahead of its time, despite it being perfectly in its time. Um, and, uh, and, and 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 the fact that this film literally is timeless—it's a timeless tale because it literally whisks us from century to century. It's a literal portrayal of pro- progressivity, um, and that's I think what I really adored about this film is that it doesn't—it doesn't stipulate or it doesn't—you know—it doesn't have any concrete. Um, idea for yeah. one time, it goes through through generations and generations, and how we evolve and how we view. Because if we're going to talk about you know femininity and masculinity of uh, with this film, I mean the femininity of the time, you know, fucking. 16th century, 17th century, 18th century, men, men, I mean, men were really effeminate, yeah. you know, in their daily lives with their dressing, their makeup, their heels, their hair, you know, the upper class grandeur of it all. They were the ones gossiping. They were they were truly the females of, you know, or they they, they definitely acted of that, you know, stereotype with all the lavish, like, you know, get up that they were up to. Um, and, and to, to think of that now in in this context, yeah, that, that it's, it's remarkable, um, that we, we had that, you know, back then we were, we were experiencing that back then. And it's actually kind of funny. I find it hilarious that we were just like in makeup, you know, worried about like our hair and stuff like that. What a, what a way to gender swap without having like, to really Yeah, I think swap.
3: heterosexuality as a sort of, um, as an identity was less fragile back in those times because you had such rigid conventions in terms of where men were belonged and where women belonged and the uh, transactional nature of marriage, for example, I think weirdly, because it was more conservative, that meant uh, men for at least anyway, were able to sort of explore and play beyond the norms of what we might consider to be typically masculine today. Whereas in this day and age, even in 2020, I think the idea of what a man should be is more rigid than it was in the in the Georgian period, for example.
1: Yeah, and I think I think um, you know you you mentioned like it was dealing back, especially back then, it, it dealt with a lot of strict conventions and strict rules. Yet this film defies convention, subverts expectation, so it really plays with the idea of. Uh, breaking those those defying rules and even it, it even breaks the fourth wall it defies you know uh, cinematographic you know s- cinematography rules and and by breaking by tilde just looking at the camera and speaking to the audience themselves so this film is really revolutionary not just in what it's trying to do but with the concepts that it's Did playing with. Did you guys
2: with. notice the costume design and how it actually shows everything that you talked about really well <laughs> like you see Orlando wearing earrings when he's Male, right? But then he's super also lavish mm. when he becomes woman. It's tough. But like the costume in general, like kind of whizzes the, you the through yeah. centuries.
0: And then when like the opera singer on the boat, that's when I noticed it as well. Yeah. Like um the femininity in the male character. Oh or like, um, or like but like quite it's quite noticeable. Like
3: in if you go to like the last time period, like nineteen ninety two or the present day, and you look at how um you know, Orlando who must be solidly by that point a female or has been living as a woman outwardly as a woman for several hundred couple of hundred years she's also quite androgynous in that scene she's dressed in quite um mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what the uh, right term yeah. is I guess I don't know just typically manly uh outfit that, and she's like in a emo- that shirt by the way i was, yeah, I was telling sure. you before we had this con- I love the
0: shirt. <laughs> before we had this conversation by the way like uh before the call i was talking to yada i was like that shirt is a dope shirt like i would love to wear that it was yeah. so cool it was like a little um what do they call but, it but the not only that but she the rides she car. Ride kids <laughs> in
3: the sidecar How cool. so
0: cool <laughs> so badass but
2: tell it's, the swim. It's also why is she so most comfortable with herself like her confidence just like sort of comes through the screen Mm -hmm. in that very particular, you know, Mm. look. And she like, she can tell how she's so comfortable. I think Tilda Swinton outside of camera is also like that. Um, so I think that's why it fits Mm. very well.
3: Mm. And it's, you know, fun fact. Oh, fun fact. We haven't had a fun (laughs) Fun fact in so long. It's been a while.
1: I do have have a fun fact and, 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 and watch out. It (laughs) is quite fun. Um, the uh, the one who the the daughter who the Orlando's daughter I guess um is actually Tilda Swinton's niece mm, yeah, oh. yeah I saw
3: that in the credits nice also uh re- this is not a fun fact really this is more of just like a a random leaping off observation but uh, I don't know what's if anyone's the point, up, what's yeah. the point? I don't know why have, I don't know the why the I'm point? even bringing it, it up but fun, if, if anyone's why, seen, why are you here I, that's a good question um yeah why am I here? <laughs> existentially why am I here no um I, have anyone seen that film, The Souvenir that came out last? I think it was last year or the year before. No, nope. that had <laughs> Tilda Swinton's actual daughter in it playing her daughter. She was in the film as well. It's a great performance, um, but not really related oh, to what we're talking about. There was one thing I wanted to. <laughs> so <laughs> there was one thing I wanted to mention quickly, like um Yara, you you were talking about the confidence that um, that uh, Orlando's character was giving off in that final sequence in the present day. Uh, and I think you can, you know, this bring, this will like segue hopefully into something else I wanted to talk about, but you can see it in just how she addresses the camera. So throughout this film, you have uh, Orlando breaking the fourth wall, which I think is a way of uh, Sally Potter. I read said that this was a way of um, addressing the audience in the same way that the narrator in the book addresses the reader. But uh, I like how, like, you know, it, it, re- it repeats quite a lot throughout the movie, but in the early sections of the film, In particular, for like for example, when she reads and realizes essentially that that poet who she's sort of pining after um, ridicules her work, Um, she looks at the camera. She's being judged for her work, and she looks at the camera, and or he looks at the camera, and he's really uncertain and almost like afraid and unsure of himself. And that last scene when uh, she, as a woman, is having her work judged in another sense by. A different person who's played by the same actor as that poet she looks at the camera and the sort that look that she gives to the camera is just one of you know some things never change but i don't really care i'm just playing the system at least that's what i saw in it yeah
1: yeah and i i think just to add to that um to add to the strength of this film uh much like Portrait of a Lady on Fire, this film really plays with gaze work. It really plays with the eyes. And obviously Tilda Swinton's beautiful eyes just do all the work. And she can tell a story. She can give you sentences just through a, just through her gaze. And that's really just the power of evoking something without having to say anything in the face. Um and Sally Potter uh yeah, does that brilliantly, how she uses uh tilda to to yeah to tell to tell a story without without essentially having much to say even when she faces at the camera you're thinking oh is she going to say something and sometimes she doesn't but yet you know exactly yeah. what sometimes she's she feeling yeah. or what sometimes she's trying to evoke, and it tells you everything yeah. it tells yeah. you everything yeah. so oh boy kind of like
3: yeah. i may be the um the minority here but i felt like that device her looking into the camera was used just a couple too many times. I don't know, just because it's such a powerful moment, and whenever I can feel it that. happened the first few that. times, it kind of sent electric shocks throughout my body. But then it it would repeat throughout the story, and I felt like it kind of lost its impact somewhat. But I don't know, if I, that's just me. I
0: I would disagree. Mm-hmm. I. I thought Jim it was, Real. like, perfect. I, like, I... I yeah, no, no. no, no. no blasphemy. blasphemy. Yeah, it would have been over the top. Yeah, I think a couple more scenes definitely would have been over the top. I, I quite liked the way it was used because, um, like, like I said in the beginning, you know, 90 minutes, you'd think that um, if it was going too fast, you'd notice a lot of these things a lot more, but the whole experience of watching this movie was super... I don't know, I was just quite attentive to everything, I guess. Like, I wasn't like, oh, this is overplayed or whatever. Um, But I think basically what I'm trying to say is the technical stuff that went into this movie was just as good as the plot, the performances, Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. And that's, I think, maybe where I wanted to take this conversation a little bit. Because, like, the setting, the costume design, like you mentioned, um...
2: Was actually
0: nominated
2: for an oscar for the costume design. okay yeah, yeah so it got yeah, it got two yeah, two, yeah. Um, i don't know if
0: eccentric. you can put like score into this category but the mm, score, score was brilliant I amazing
3: yeah so and sally potter i think worked on the yeah. score as well because i think she has a background in music as well as choreography which makes sense especially for those um especially the scenes Mm -hmm. in the first time period. Like the ice skating. Yeah, the the ice skating, but also the uh, ceremony for the arrival of the queen. I just thought it's so one, those compositions, Mm -hmm. the way she places everyone. It's so perfect because that's, they would have put that much thought and attention into the procedures in the courts back then. So she does, she really nails that, you know?
0: What I liked about it was the, like, theater-looking aspect of it. Um, It was... uh... I don't know. It's just like the movement of the air, the actors, mm-hmm. like the, the way like people entered the frame and exited the frame. It didn't really follow the format mm-hmm. of a traditional movie, let's say, you know, or even the way the, like a few of the shots were done, you know? So like what, what springs to mind is, I think there was one scene where there were like people running with torches at the beginning, the right? Beginning, yeah. The you know, like the... the way that sequence mm-hmm. unfolded reminded me more of like a theater experience, like going to a, like a, I don't like going to a theater and watching a performance there rather than a movie. And another mm. one of those was um, the ice skating when they entered the the scene on ice skates and the way they just used the space. So I don't know, Raph. Maybe you could like elaborate more on this and like what I'm trying to talk about.
2: Yeah, I think, like, when you talk about costume design, especially, like, with the when she's a woman and she's walking through that room with all of the drapery and she can barely mm. pass through, that felt like a choreography for mm-hmm. me. Like, it, it, it felt like they just placed the items towards the end of yeah. the hallway in a way that would make her so uncomfortable that she would have to, like, in the beginning, she's, like, confident, you know, she's happy about her dress, but then soon realizes, I can barely move in this, yeah. you know, so it's, like... It's using <laughs> the theatrics to actually mm-hmm. bring across such a a big unspoken uh, message.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like that that scene probably resonated with women everywhere, yeah. like a lot more <sighs> than, <laughs> yes, like the the oh really really hit home.
2: <laughs> I'm just like looking at them like that nice. you know.
1: Yeah and well in that sense of the theater is only brought even more more to life with you know the set decoration i mean this set these these you know these locations these sets are are ludicrous they're fantastic they're amazing i mean it, it it's something that you you're thinking oh this is a 200 million budgeted dollar film you know it's 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 crazy um but but also what she what, what Sally uses is the beauty of nature how she captures um each shot, uh, with this this kind of tangible, vivid, um, elemental environment that she's in. So whether we're 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 steeped in snow, or we're in the brisk of autumn, or or it's the summer in in the city, she really gets the sensations going. And I think the that that theatrical element uh, is added to it because you suddenly feel like this is more than just this is more than just cinematography where you're trying to find something beautiful. This is, you're playing with the elements as well. I mean, you can even see them talk and, you know, the the little breath comes out. It's not CGI. This is real. So, you know, they're in location, they're in a season in a specific, you know, on, on set, on specific weather. So to capture that um, on film is the most beautiful thing. And when it works, it works, you know, astoundedly, it works beautifully. And that's what she gets to do.
0: Yeah. That I like, I was going to say that earlier in my opening statement, (laughs) if you will, Um, but yeah, I, I, that's, I didn't like the geographical setting was always like really real. It was very well real. it's because
1: it that's because it is you yeah. know it's because it is i think they shot the constant
0: constantinople bits
1: in kiva uzbekistan mm-hmm. so it kind of has that 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 feeling a little bit and i believe constantinople is around you know uh, well, around that region a little
0: bit well constantinople uh, turkey istanbul, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Turkey. istanbul it's turkey,
1: yeah so i'm way off Ge- geographically i'm
0: way off yeah. <laughs> this. thank you very no, no, much but, but, but um, from what i know in the film Um, (laughs) they they didn't necessarily stay in Constantinople. They actually went to like a specific region. Yeah. Yeah. The movie. So wherever they filmed it was accurate (laughs) because, like, with the I think there was a man like playing an instrument at one point, and there was a lady like super sweet, like here, this is for you, and she's like holding out a note and she like puts it.
2: Yeah. There's uh, also an actual song. Or was that that was that in
0: that? I don't know if I'm thinking of that. Maybe that's not from this movie. <laughs> 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 different, different, different film, different, yeah, different yeah, film. That's, right. that's, that's definitely not. Where,
2: where he takes off his wig, and then there's a woman singing, and that song is like yeah, there's very woman culturally um, specific and accurate. Apparently, and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, but yeah. Well, this is what great. I've read. great,
1: but I think yeah, I think what we're trying to say to put it all together is the level of detail exactly. the film has. Very meticulous. It's specific. Yeah, it's specific. It's someone that's, you know, at the height of their power. You know, it's Sally being the master of her craft, knowing exactly what she wants in each shot and 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 being really careful to to specifically lay it out. And the composition of this film is remarkable. I mean, yeah, you're getting you're getting screenshots. I mean, I have one right now that's on my desktop because it's beautiful and it's the scene um, it's one of my favorite shots. It's the funeral scene uh, of the black contrasting the white and that stark imagery. Um, and it's it's just astounding. Like this film is ridiculously beautiful. So thank you again, Yara. That's, you're a queen. At your
2: point with like how it goes through, like I think in the beginning it feels a bit, dark right the cinematography Mm. and everything and it kind of relates to his experience in the world at the time where like he's actually being rejected by his lover um he's not really comfortable with himself yet you can feel like those signs of Mm. you know still even historically
3: historically was was it the dark ages no it would have been it was the early 1600s so it's Elizabeth elizabeth it's at the end of the film sort of begins it's, oh, Jacobian, it's 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 it's, it's Jacobian era. It's like Elizabethan right, it, Jacobian it, it, era. So the film is kind of a, starts at the tail end of of uh, the Elizabethan era because Queen Elizabeth dies um, early on in the film. And uh, oh yeah, 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 and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, right. There right. is actually not to take us away from like the um, the technical aspects of the film. Although yeah, it should be said actually, this film only was made for like four million pounds, which I think back then would have meant meant a lot more than it does now. But still, really impressive that she was but able still. to build this yeah. on that yeah. kind of budget. But I guess like like the setting, like the places that they had to go to. Yeah. Like well, alone, actually, I have I have, have a you know time, to, like, yeah. not to like keep coming back to the fun fact, but I have a fun fact of my own here. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, go on, okay. go on, um, go so on, do you it. Have a scene where they're go in on. the desert um, after they're they're in the Con- Ottoman Empire, and she's meeting. It looked like the beach. I... It looked like the beach somewhere. <laughs> I know this. Fun, I know like, this fun fact. Like yeah, Raph and, Raph and I both go on DB. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know this fun fact. <laughs> um,
0: where was yeah, it? Well, was it like Cornwall? Huh? Sorry. Was it Cornwall or what? something? No,
3: no, no, no. It's more just like that scene where she's drinking with the um the leader. I actually can't remember. I keep, is is he meant to be a king or a, or a prince? Is there a dip or is he like a? I think he's
2: he's a monarch. Maybe, a monarch of some kind, right? He, they don't. They never specifically yeah. mention. I don't think.
3: Because I wondered if he was, like, oh. there was a different name for it oh. that I was, you know, sort of... Oh, the Khan. Yeah, he was, he's a Khan, right? Oh, he's a yeah, Khan. Yeah, okay. so, um, anyway, and they're sort of having their diplomatic sort of summit, I suppose, and uh, he invites her to drink. He, sorry, he invites him to drink. The Khan invites Orlando to drink. See, this is why we just use the they pronouns, I think, during this podcast. It's going to be a lot easier. So, uh, anyway. the Khan invites Orlando to drink. And they have that back and forth where they're drinking and sort of giving each other different, um, you know, tributes or toasts, and it becomes quite funny because clearly Orlando's not used to drinking that kind of alcohol at that level, so he quickly gets drunk. But apparently that was uh, that was kind of like uh, based on something that actually happened during the filming of the the production of the film, where uh, the cast, in order to be able to shoot in that location had to get a a permission from a Russian mayor, because I think that was in some sort of Russian territory. And so the Russian mayor basically, essentially, you know, challenged a lot of the crew members to sort of a drink off or wanted to drink with them as a way to bro down. And the the crew members couldn't really keep up, but they had to keep drinking along with this Russian mayor in order to get get permission to film there, And then they kind of worked that into the story. No way. Now that's a fun fact.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Who cares about her niece? yeah i feel like i feel like my fun fact just like out the
3: window fuck my fun fact yeah raf you brought you you (laughs) brought a niece to uh you brought a niece to a russian mayor fight that's what happens bro
1: that's what happens and the russian mayor you know keeps going um so just Um, just
3: quickly before we get into the question section um i did uh, this is i this is not really like a i don't know if this is gonna inspire much of a debate but i did have one point that i wanted to Ask you guys quickly. It was something I thought of just before we started recording, and I was going through my notes. So I think you know, I think the the fact that Orlando lives for several hundred several hundred years for multiple centuries is important for many reasons because it made me wonder. So I was thinking about that, uh, you know that 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 phrase, the future is female, um, that you see sometimes on T-shirts for certain people, and it's talking, and I wondered if. The reason that Orlando may have changed sex um, is because if you are, if you were to live for two or three hundred years as a man, would you reach a point where um, you realize there was no sense or reason to a lot of the things that the masculine identity um, asks for, and so you would essentially just become a woman, almost like that is the way of the future. And that might be missing the point the film's trying to make, but I don't know. It was just something that entered my head. So I guess I wanted to ask what you guys thought about it.
2: I think that the female and male here isn't more, isn't about um, wanting to reject one or the other, or that one is better than the other. It's more about how does it feel to embrace both parts of yourself? So what kind of a person do you become when you embrace the male and the female and you know, you just have a completely different perspective on the world in that way. Um, Because you're more at peace with yourself.
0: Mm. Yeah, Uh, yeah, like, I didn't really look at the, like, for me, the the passage in time initially was like, whoa, like, what's going on? How old is this person? And then when I realized, like, how far the, the passage in time was, I took it as like a commentary, because it felt to me that the Every character in the movie was passing through time, so yeah, it was just more on like a commentary on the female experience throughout history, rather than, um, I don't know, something like just a gender swap or a gender change um, from the character. It, it, I mean, like it wasn't that. Like I'm not negating that thought is just that that wasn't the first thought that I had. Like just when you like right when you said it, I started thinking thinking of it in that way. So I don't know. I feel like this movie just like brings out a a bunch of different questions and for a bunch of different people. And we all had a different experience watching this movie.
2: And I think like if you look at the experiences that he had as a man, like you have the love part, you know, where he falls in love with Sasha she gets rejected by her. There's a lot of toxic masculinity in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also, you know, he lives as a privileged man, blah, blah, blah. All that stuff kind of shapes his experience as a man and um, the expectations that society have of him, right? And then as a woman, it's a completely different thing where. He is actually content with being a female, but then finds that society completely rejects him Mm -hmm. uh, and his freedom to do things. Uh, So like in the first scene, when she becomes female, uh, well, not the first scene, but uh, after she goes back to her uh, estate and then, um, you know, um,
0: realizes that she... Can't own
2: it. Uh, well, she realizes she can't own it, so then they tell her she must have a son in mm-hmm. order to own it. But also, she has, oh, she this has a relation with, like, yeah, exactly. So that's also another thing. I
0: just noticed that. Oh
1: yeah. shit! Yeah,
2: and then mm.
1: and in the book, in the book, I believe it's a son, right? Oh, yeah. She has. I think
2: that's a statement mm. by itself, yeah. right? That yeah. like it doesn't matter what child yeah. you yeah. have, yeah. you can still experience motherhood, uh-huh. which is something that is very significant in the female experience. Um, whoa
0: whoa just like a bunch of questions like
1: (laughs) fireworks I think you just blew you know that meme
3: of like the brain you know that meme where like the brain gets like progressively like more and more just like cosmically I I was
0: thinking the meme of the lady with the math equations in front of her (laughs) that was more like like where I was going like oh Oh. (laughs) well
1: isn't it Sorry. I was just going to say isn't it brilliant when a film yeah. can yeah. do that, right? It 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 asks it it asks us to engage in dialogue and to have these conversations. So that's a that's a 10 out of 10. Oh, shit, slip. Well, well. Oh, well. well. <laughs> I guess you know my rating. What I guess you know. Mean, my... like,
2: this is you off as well, which is like the one where she goes to speak to all these high society uh, men in a salon and oh, like the way yeah. they speak to her and oh, the misogyny yeah. in every sentence. Okay, and, okay and so that like Whoa, hold that on, scene that's on
0: that scene reminds me of Goodfellas where all the girlfriends and the wives of the mobs, like the mob people are mm, at the nail yeah. salon. And it was the yes. exact same thing as uh, scene. like, like just mm. going through, like panning through the entire room. And like, it was just women in, in Goodfellas, like talking shit. And then in this one, it was men mm. talking shit. Um, I don't know.
2: Yeah.
1: Just going through going through the classic stereotypical conversations.
0: As you say. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I think absolutely. we should move on to the absolutely. questions
0: and wrap this thing up. So for the first question, as we do, um shall we go with best performance? So
1: oh. <laughs> are we gonna do this? <laughs> oh shit. Our favorite performance. Oh. Favorite performance.
0: Not best. Your favorite. Till this one then. Till this one. I mean, like you don't even have to explain. Can I, can Wait, I, can how, can I get many, a tilde? Can I get a tilde? Wins? I think all of us are going to go for that. I think, that, I think we all. I think, I think, okay, I think, so
2: yeah. other than yeah, yeah, Tilda yeah. Swinton, yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: Who is your favorite performance? Boom, <laughs> Billy,
1: Billy, good old Billy Zane. No, 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 no. no I think I think. <laughs> <But isn't laughs> no, no, other no. Characters? That's you guys that's another feel thing. That as yeah, well.
0: I I can't really think of any other characters. Oh, I I, I, I think we can. I
3: have Raph. Would you like to go? first um uh, i've well e- even though he plays a small part um no small parts quentin... only small actors nope. am i right true <laughs> true 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 that is that is something i live by that is something i live by as
1: an actor there are no small parts um but yeah quentin quentin crisp as uh, as brilliant. queen elizabeth the yeah. first because he has such a he has such a beautiful he's such a nice scene with with, with tilda as well like that's such a r- beautiful scene that yeah. they share
3: um i would uh i would say that um i really liked uh heath williams is his name i believe who played the uh the poet john green um yes that that scene where he's been asked to come around to hers to hit to orlando's house sorry and um and obviously he's just trying to swindle orlando out of some money i mean fair enough you know uh he's bourgeois bring it down but um but uh, just the way that he's clearly just manipulating her and the way in which he just l- keeps ladling the soup that's presented mm-hmm. to him. And he kept just on like... Brilliant. And yeah. I found out that... The- and that... Yeah, 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 yeah. His... M- his monologue
1: yeah that his the monologue he had uh where it was i think it was a one it was a one shot as well of him delivering that monologue and it mm. was yeah it it just came the words came out as if it's the most natural thing in the world yeah, yeah. absolutely i
3: loved how there's no explanation yeah. of him on the boat either he just cut to a scene and he's on the boat just like you know chatting shit about her poetry but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah apparently that act, the, the performer is not even nec- wasn't even necessarily a, a trained or long-time actor it was a uh, uh, someone who's a bit of a British celebrity um, an out, avant-garde figure uh, a poet and a squatter's right activist called Heathcote Williams so yeah True. shout out to Heathcote yeah
1: shout out, yeah shout out I mean for me other
3: than you? Tilda I
0: can't really think of anything to be very just honest by her. yeah no I mean like even just the well, whole I think movie I, it was, was it based was... around her and it was so centered around her mm, yeah it was it was yeah. a central performance so it was just, a central I think performance. it's tough um, so best, your favorite scene. I keep saying best. I mean, what's what was your favorite scene?
2: <laughs> it's okay. not a competition. It might also be yours, but um, it's the scene where she realizes she's a woman. But like before, she does that. She goes and washes her face, and then you see the dust like particles in the air, and the sun just shining mm, through wow. when it's on her face. I I love that scene from like an aesthetic point of view. But then when she looks at in the mirror. And she's not surprised. She's not shocked. Like, I feel like if I had that transformation overnight, I might scream or something. But what I liked about it was that the femininity and, like, the intimacy of the scene Mm -hmm. is just grand.
0: Even the way she stands and, like, it's not, like,
2: a sexy
0: kind of pose where she's like,
2: ugh,
0: I'm (laughs) a lady now. No, it was... (laughs) It doesn't yeah, sexualize it, it brings anything. It back to a lady on fire, you know, the way that the lighting was done and the way that she like her her stature, you know, like the way she stood, it was strong. Just yeah. A, a, yeah, exactly. Like like
2: a strong, independent, happy yeah. woman. Strong
3: independent, independent woman. woman. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. There you go. There you go. So that's what I don't need don't uh, need no, no man's body. There you go. <laughs>
1: but 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 uh, i i think as a through line through all these films that we 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 we've covered now of the female gaze is yeah, the amount of sensitivity that's covered not just in the story but mm-hmm. with its characters um so yeah no that was just the thought um my favorite for me um I guess oof, there's so many there's so many beautiful shots, beautiful scenes, uh, I'd have to go with um. Uh, the transition into poetry, I think it's it's the sequence where it goes 1700s or 1800s and it's poetry, and it's just Tilda standing, you know, on the ladder with the books with the bookshelf behind her and her reading. Uh, that that shot was yeah, mm-hmm. my, that was one of my favorite scenes.
2: I think there are a lot of transitions like that in the film. Stylistic changes, like how it takes you from one century to the other. Mm. Um, Like my favorite one Mm. there was the maze that she runs through Uh, uh, as she is making proposals. Like, I'm not going to be a spinster. I'm not going to be lonely. She just (laughs) runs and like a man comes on a horse. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, of course.
0: Was was the Uh, in the in the book? (laughs) Did the literary chain like? Was there a change in the writing
3: style? Mm, not really, not, no? not not discernibly to me anyway. Okay, yeah. that's, that's 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 quite interesting. I want to hear your favorite yeah. scene, Ollie. Oh yeah, okay. You're, well, you're gonna hear yeah, it now. I, um, I bet him. Uh, I think my favorite scene would probably. I mean, it's kind of hard to talk about best scenes from this film because it's not really a film made of scenes. You know, it's just some. It just kind of all. Blows together yeah. as one moving piece, yeah. So, but I will say, you know, for the for the sake of answering the question, probably that um, this the scene where they're skating, they're all skating sort of around in a circle. Uh, it's and you have what <laughs> is essentially a courtship happening between. Uh, yeah, Jabril just gave me the middle finger, which makes me think he wanted to choose this too. But Jabril, we can so you, we can I we think, can share yeah. this too, mate. Um, but like that that's it's essentially a courtship happening between sasha and orlando and then you also have um us uh, uh, orlando's fiance or betrothed kind of watching them and then some of the uh, courts people watching her them too and i to me that is what i like to call a masterful piece of filmmaking because you have all these moving pieces happening and you're communicating a lot through both um purely visual action and through dialogue as well and also, it just presents like a subculture or like a, a practice that, you know, um, maybe I didn't know a lot about, but I was reading about it afterwards. And like when the river would f- freeze over during winter, they would have all these things where they'd skate around it, and I just thought that was cool. So yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a very good well, scene. damn, I'm I'm in a I'm in a real pickle <clears throat> right now because. We've <laughs> well,
1: no, no, you like, like, like. I think yeah, like all you, said, you, we can you can share. share, right? You can um, share and But
0: I, I feel like there's so many good things totally cool. to highlight as well. So I'm gonna have to think of one. But like, throughout this, throughout this conversation we've had, we've spoken on the moment she realizes that she's become a woman. She washes her face. We spoke about the maze. We've spoken about the moment she walks through the corridor full of furniture. We've spoken about mm-hmm. the moment. um with the ice skating. We with really the awesome. reading. Like there's so many yeah. different moments in this movie to pick. That would be just beautiful aesthetically, performance-wise, plot-wise. Um I like Okay, so one that comes to mind was when uh she, was she in, like in a like a Turkish hammam like um reading?
2: Oh, and then the it, it was in, like
0: steamy yeah. and there's like this pose, you know, like very renaissance Statue like, where mm. in a very, like, I don't know, uh, orientalist, maybe, <laughs> or yeah, very oriental, very, yeah. very orientalist pose. Which comes to the what hasn't yeah. aged well. I oh, was she
1: in the bath where she was having where was she was taking, she was bath? Sitting, yeah. like, reading everything?
0: a book and just like with the lighting and everything, but um. And then yeah. someone comes to, like, notify her about something a happening. promotion. Oh, the promotion, yeah. Yeah, so and then, he gets promoted then, for doing nothing, yeah, which he is gets also great doing, in the film. Yeah, for ambassadorial <laughs> yeah. Country, yeah.
2: efforts. Um, um, yeah, there's also the last scene where you just see the angel.
3: Um, okay, that, 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 was, that was the weird so scene. I, I thought that was <laughs> really? so weird. I loved it. I,
2: that, I have a question in my that, notes. That was the
3: only what, thing. What did you got? Yeah, what did you... What did you think of the the Bronski beat Angel at the very ending? And then also, why was it? shown through the camera that the little da- the daughter was holding. I don't know cuz I, I don't have an answer to that myself, but I don't know. It look like a Could it could it could it I could it, think, it, it no, I the think it's, a,
2: it's the takeaway message from the oh, it, like if you listen to the lyrics of the song, mm-hmm. it's just telling us how we're like we're one human race and uh, you know. Yeah, but, it's but just, the, the angel it's very prefer- Yeah, is it
1: is it signifying is it signifying hope, you know, is it just a hopeful kind of exactly. note to end on? Yeah. Um, I don't know.
3: A little bit I guess, of whimsy, I guess it's right? Just the like film my... is whimsical. It is, it is. I think
2: Ollie's absolutely right. I don't know, I'm
0: just like, whenever I see, like, religious things, like religious symbols, <laughs> stuff like that, to symbolize things like that, I'm just like, uh, <laughs> why, what is this? This is so... I mean, it honestly look like a shitty, like, <laughs> Blink-182 an music video. <laughs> Or something. You know, it looked like a <laughs> shitty music video from the late nineties, early two you know thousands.
2: Do you know that well,
3: it is the nineties? Early nineties. So
0: this probably inspired all those shitty music videos.
3: Yeah. Like, well, dude, I have another no great, I have another it. fun fact. I have another fun <laughs> I have, fun I have fact. another fun fact to you for you. Did you know, Watch out. did you know that Tom DeLong was actually originally cast as the angel at the ending? Fuck off. That's the that's the lead. That's a lie. The lead singer of Blink Yeah, but it. that's a lie. <laughs> that's one hundred percent a lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. So, um, what has aged? Let's just lump this together so we can save a little bit of time. But what's aged the best and the worst? Yeah. You think? And I I think I'm gonna start off with this one. Um, I guess what age the best? Um, is this like timelessness, which is I guess what we all agree upon is that like you can watch this. I think you can watch this a hundred years from now and understand because where it ends, right. It gives the audience a way to think of the future and where the situation has moved to where we are right now, Mm -hmm. you know? So like I can imagine people in 92 watching this movie and being like, Oh, where, where, where is this going to go now that we've come to that point? um, It shows the progress that's made or maybe lack of progress. Like who's, who's one to say, but um, maybe what hasn't aged the best, in my opinion, is um, the diversity in the cast members. Yes. Uh, that's that's just <laughs> like the main thing, I guess. I guess it's the '90s and why people were still cast as every character. Um, but also, but makes
2: sense for the context, though, like yeah, but like the way, Ottoman you know, guy
0: was a white dude. Yeah. With a.
2: Wait, Spanish it accent. Like a, it was strange. So <laughs> yeah. In that sense, they did attempt to bring in some diversity. Okay, maybe um, yeah, but, but like today's diversity. standards. Not yeah, really. today's
0: standards. No, and I guess maybe for the '90s, it was okay. Like there was like a darker shade of person. I don't know <laughs> um, in the movie, but like, yeah, that's 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 what I'm saying for me. Yeah.
3: Mm. Um, Yara.
2: So what's aged well. Um, I think just the subtlety in bringing about such um, complex um, societal issues and just um, the intimacy of the film has aged so well. Um, What hasn't aged well? mm, I don't know i feel like that's the th- that's the reason why i picked the film is because i felt like it aged very well mm-hmm. so i'm just yeah gonna stick with the <laughs>
3: yeah but i think i think you. diversity oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, think thing, diversity, yeah yeah
2: because i mean yeah
1: it's it's kind of it's kind of the only thing yeah. we can pick at uh to be honest. well like, not exactly
3: it. i have an as always as the naysayer of this podcast wow i do have a what's aged the worst um, I know I was gonna say what's age the best right. is the treatment, the treatment of the themes of gender and identity, but you know what? I feel like we've we've already expanded on that enough, and I don't have anything more enlightening to add to the conversation. So I'll just say for what's what's age the worst is uh Billy Zane's performance. Yeah, yeah I thought he was I when he showed up, I was like, I thought he brought he brought the movie down like a solid couple of notches when he came off. I think that I, I mean, respect to Billy Zane. Uh a beautiful man in many ways and a, yes. you know his his performance in titanic and zoolander will go down in the annals of film history but uh god you just when he's in the scene with tilda <laughs> swinton he just he was just so bad <laughs> he just like, he's in the presence of a real master yeah you, you gotta bring your A game billy you know what i'm talking about exactly yeah. i felt the same okay i'll give you that yeah i
1: that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Raph hates that's, to admit it because Raph thought, like, damn,
3: he looked, you know, <laughs> he looked so. Because you know, he
1: looked so good. I, I thought, I thought, you know, his looks would surpass his acting skills, but god damn, they didn't. Even those beautiful lips, were, and, and and there were, you know, those beautiful lips were the one thing that I was watching through his performance. Mm. Is his lips move? His beautiful lips move, and I'd be like, can I kiss them? Can I? Can I? Um, but um. Yeah, no. Billy Zane is probably the worst thing that's aged. I think he's definitely not aged very well in terms of his acting career. Uh, so sorry, Billy. We love you, but just not a great performance compared to yeah Tilda Tilda's powerhouse. Uh, and the thing that's aged the best, yeah, the deconstruction of of masculinity and femininity, and um, and but also um, the representation of feminine patriarchy uh, back in those days. I mean that yeah i i thought that that age so beautifully and it's so rare that we get to like kind of poke at it and and look at that and to be like oh that's how we were back then so it's, it's
0: a really good representation add, of that time. Uh, set design and costume design i thought that was absolutely spectacular yeah absolutely
1: so yeah for a for a for a four million dollar yeah. you know film to have that high level of yeah. detail
2: also you know. a woman uh... Powell, i uh, don't remember her first name maybe um, yeah but she's also award winning she's done multiple films she has a few oscars um so who uh the costume designer oh
0: the costume designer okay okay
2: yeah
0: right um so yeah so finally um what is your bonus question
2: um can we do <laughs> if you have, have not favorite quote
0: <clears throat> favorite quotes Oh, yeah, Ooh, absolutely. Favorite quotes. Do you want table? to start? Do you want to start?
2: Um, It's probably the one that all of you expect, which is same person, no difference at all, uh, just different sex, just because I think that was such a strong mm. point mm-hmm. in the film that sort of split it in half and made us understand the whole plot in a way. And
0: I think um, what what made this yeah. movie so popular as well with so many different people, what resonated with a lot of people, yeah. I think I know yours, Raph. As that, well. well, yeah. I mean You said a quote. You quoted something in our conversation.
1: You, you, I mean, like I think I started with that quote uh, when we first started talking about this film because it, it, it does so beautifully summarize, you know, the concept of this film and what it's trying to portray. But I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll go with another one that I loved and laughed quite hysterically at is when Tilda gives the line um to the manly virtues of you know to to the manly virtues of men or something uh loyalty courage and then she just stops there and that's it's like i, I mean. just laughed so like yeah thinking, and i'm like
2: that's perfect that summarizes men
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly Cheers. loyalty courage alcohol yeah. Yeah. I th- yeah i think like uh for me um i did have to look this one up to remind myself how it goes but I think like we didn't, we didn't really touch on how funny this film is throughout. Um, So I guess I wanted to kind of shed some light on that with the quote that I would pick. But I think Orlando back when he's kind of like um, uh, a sort of, but well, I don't know what the term would be. Like I kind of like, I don't know, just an annoying, petty young man at the beginning. And he says, um, I can find only three words to describe the female sex none of which are <laughs> worth expressing <laughs> and that made me giggle so yeah yeah that's also a big good one. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. yeah shit
0: maybe... i don't know a lot of the conversation in this and like the dialogue i was just like
2: yeah the dialogue is excellent isn't it like it's, it's always it's, on it's, point yeah there's never too much of it
0: yeah so
2: yeah yeah. i would have i would
1: have expected you know after watching this film would have expected it would be nominated for you know best best writing because sally porter also like helped you know develop scripts uh, and it was such yeah you get some fantastic lines because you have like
0: a leading female actor you have director and then let's say like to an extent screenwriter being a female and then the source material is also written by a female so it's very Um,
2: It's based on a true story as well. Oh, it's based on a true story. Oh, loosely. So it's based on Virginia Woolf's lover, who also had her own lover, um, who is depicted Mm. in Sasha's um, character. Uh, But basically, Orlando's based on Vita uh, Westapal, is that her name? Uh, Yeah. So they had a relationship while they were both married to men who knew of the relationship. So... Their okay. whole setup was quite progressive for the time that Very, we're talking about.
0: definitely.
1: And they got they got involved during the Bloomsbury group that they formed, right? Mm. Where they got a bunch of the most, you know, uh, revolutionary writers of, of that period to,
0: yeah. Just devise All right, work. so I guess we're going to wrap this thing up. Usually, we'll take a random thing from the movie and use that as our scale. So... Um, I guess I'm going to go first. Uh, I, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was, um, funny, witty, uh, smart. Um, the performances were amazing. The, the, it it was just such a beautiful film. Um, yeah, I just can't stop saying good things about this movie. Uh, so I am going to give it, um, 8.5, 8.5, um, what was those things, you know, uh, when the queen gave him the property and he, like, <laughs> she, like, slipped the, the Is note, it? like, on his, like, thigh belt, like a, <laughs> like a, like a, what are they called? Um.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that's called. It's kind of like a So let, let me, let me yeah, just say I here, know. I think men wore the
0: leggings and t-shirt combo <laughs> before women ever did. Let's just yeah. put it down here. <laughs> and the yoga
3: pants were actually invented by a
0: dude here we go (laughs) (laughs) so um those yoga pet that belt where she slipped the the deed to the house basically 8.5 of those out of 10 that's what i'm going for no actually nine let's go let's go nine nice let's go nine yeah Yeah, i like the way you changed your mind there
2: yeah i was saying like 8.5 that's probably what you would
0: give i was yeah come on But no 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 no, no ski, you know? Give <laughs> yeah. it nine. Give it nine.
2: Come on, it's yeah. I feel like it's Poor so well rounded and yeah. it's been so well thought through at different levels, you know, like um there is no randomness in the film. Everything that was there had a point for me. Um and I think a lot of films failed to do that, they just put in random stuff to keep you entertained. Um, I think everything that was in the story was relevant to bringing this idea across in the end, which is embrace it mm-hmm. all, be yourself, um, and just so progressive for its time. Yeah. The time that it was written, the time that it was filmed, um, the fact that it was also a European co-production, it's a great example of an adaptation of a novel. Um, I think it's been mm-hmm. taught in schools as well. Um, so yeah, I would definitely give it at least a nine. Okay, out yeah. of out of.
0: You have to give yeah. some some no. random. Um, ten.
2: No, um, but eleven. you have to
0: give a random object in the in the movie, a random thing. You oh, don't right. have to, but okay. like it's a random thing that we do. Object in the
2: film. Um. Can I have a minute to think about
0: this? Okay, we'll give <laughs> yeah, you a round. Sure <laughs> <We'll give> <laughs> yeah. A we can go
1: around. We'll we'll, we'll go around. We'll uh, go around. Say it all together at the end. Um. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll. Don't worry. I'll. I'll elaborate on my on my you know summation of the film so you have time. Uh, I mean, yeah, ugh, you know, I think we're all on the same page with this film. It's something. Uh, it's you know, it's a movie way ahead of its time. Yet it's it's so perfectly fitted in nineteen ninety two. Um, I, it's a tale that represents timelessness and progressivity, and it's you know done all in an hour and a half, uh, it's sheer beauty. It's, 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 it's careful, sensitive, um, approach to the surroundings, its characters, the elements, and, uh, and the story that it's, you know, going through. I mean, Sally Potter and, and, and Tilda Swinton really, you know, capture such, such rich detail environment. Um, and, and it's, it's truly a spectacle to witness as well as a thorough character study um so i will
3: give it 10, ten noble <laughs> wigs out of 10 nice um yeah i mean i think yeah it's, it's a great film and i don't i don't really have anything else to add in terms of summarizing uh the sentiments that were expressed during this podcast um so i'm gonna give it uh i just think yeah it's a great film everyone should watch it if they haven't already if they have watched it they should rewatch it and I will give it nine falsetto angels out of ten. Nice.
2: I did think of an object.
3: Do you think of one? The motorcycle
2: okay. with the with the
3: sidecar. Sidecar.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So ten. That was I've written did that you say down. Nine, <laughs> nine sidecars. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nice. Well, on that note, I think we're gonna say goodbye and say thank you to Yara for being. A, oh no, actually, fine, actually, I you. totally forgot. I, I need to do a little sum up. So sorry guys like this this episode has gone a little bit too long but um i'm gonna have to do this basically over the three movies that we've watched um what i've learned from the female gaze theme is that holy shit there are way more points of view than what you think you know like if you're used to watching movies in the male gaze which is most movies these days um you kind of get into this feeling where it's just like this is the norm. So when you kind of open your mind to different ways of seeing things and looking at different points of view, and this can be from someone female or someone in the LGBTQ community or come from a person of different ethnicity, you know, like just trying to widen your opinions and your perspective on things is really important. And I think watching these three movies which are completely different all three movies were completely different yet they all held the same values and that was bigging up everyone you know like making putting everyone on the same page and making everyone as equal as possible so i'd like to finish on that i don't know if you guys have any closing remarks but um without further ado Please like, share, subscribe, comment, five-star rating, hit us up with all of that. You know where we are, Instagram, Facebook, we're on Medium too. And we now also have a Spotify playlist where we actually just share like soundtrack stuff, score stuff, you know, you guys can listen to it. It might be cool. Um, we're It's a little collaborative playlist we're trying to do. So yeah, check that out. And thank you, Yara, for being an amazing guest, for rounding off the theme. Um, please come please back, come Yara. back. See, I, they I, want you Please they come, come want back. You. Yeah, yeah, thank, you. And, thank you so much for having me <laughs> yeah and a shout out to um, Izzy and Maite as well for being on uh, the first two episodes and uh, yeah I guess new theme next month new something we got we got some other stuff coming ahead and uh, thank you and catch you all soon hey guys if you like the show don't forget to follow us on social media You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Movie Newbie, and you can also search The Movie Newbie on Medium for really cool, spoiler-free reviews. So catch you in the next episode. Till next time, guys. Enjoy.